Hey y'all, Ryan here. I just want to let you know we're interrupting our regularly scheduled programming to have a very special interview with Emily, one of our middle school leaders. This will be the first leader interview of many to come through the next few months with our different leaders uh, that are a part of FYC in various capacities. In this interview, Emily briefly talks about who Jesus is to her, but the majority of the interview focuses on her time in young life. And what that translates to for the majority of the episode is her experience as a lesbian in a place that was not welcoming and affirming of fully of who she was. And I just wanted to be upfront about that as we go into this episode, that also Emily talks about some raw things, some difficult things that she had to navigate in those spaces um, as a teenager that involved some difficult life circumstances for her. And I wanted to give that warning up front. So if you're not really up for the heavy conversation, uh, tune out and tune back in next week for our regularly scheduled programming of our series diving into the life uh, of Jesus. But if you want to know more about Emily and her experience uh, as a leader, being in a place that she can lead and fully affirm students now, whereas she once was not, uh, as of being a student, not fully affirmed as who she was and seen as made fully in the image of God, exactly as she is, then please continue to listen. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Emily. I'm one of the middle school leaders um, over here at for the FYC. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us something interesting about you, Emily. Um, something interesting. Gosh, that's always, I hate this question. <laughs> um, I don't know, probably like I'm adopted. I met my birth mom like a couple months ago for the first time ever. Found out I have three half siblings, which is really cool. So, yeah. That is interesting. Very cool. Um, so, uh, today we're going to be talking uh, about something um, kind of big and kind of heavy, and Emily's going to get to share part of her life and her story around that. Um, but one of the things we've been doing for FYC is weekly, we've been um, having this series called um, uh, Jesus, Lord, Liar, Lunatic, or Totally Awesome where we're kind of just exploring who Jesus is through various tropes and ideas that people have about who Jesus is, whether that be Jesus being a nice guy or Jesus being like a superhero or Jesus being some kind of weird hippie religious guru kind of thing. Uh, so we're going to start off my, our conversation with Emily with just a simple question. And that is the same question that Jesus asked Peter in one of the gospel stories where Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? Or more kind of aptly put, uh, Emily, who is Jesus to you? Um, Jesus to me is, I guess, like a symbol of hope and love. I very much interpret like the Bible and religion as an opportunity to just love everybody. I make it like a very big part of my life to never like judge a book by its cover literally just love the person as they come and as they are and who they're growing into be um and jesus i think like that was the overall message he wanted for people to receive um and so i just view him as like this huge symbol of love and hope and kindness 
And then I just try to carry that out through my life. Awesome. Thank you for that. So Emily, one of the things um, you had recently posted, which is kind of what sparked the idea for this conversation. uh, Recently, there's been this movement called Do Better Young Life. And um, we have a couple leaders that um, have been involved in Young Life in some capacity, whether as students or as leaders. And uh, you shared your experience with and around that and being the person that you are. And so uh, we just wanted to kind of take some time to have that conversation and allow you to kind of share your story uh, around um, being someone um, who was in Young Life as a student and as a leader and someone who had a lot to say about Young Life possibly doing better in the future. Yeah, I think, um, I guess like to start out, for people who like aren't aware, the whole Do Better Young Life movement is basically a movement started to better include people into Young Life. Um, a big part of it is the LGBT community, but another big part of it too, um, which is a huge movement also going on, is like including um, those of other races. And for me personally, like I'm obviously white, so I'm affected by the LGBT aspect of it. And for me, like the Do Better Young Life movement is huge because I came, um, I started Young Life my sophomore year of high school and I had ended up coming out as a lesbian like the end of my sophomore year. Um, And it was right before I went on this super awesome summer trip to Canada. Um, People know it as Malibu. And basically my leader was like, Hey, like, let's get coffee. I want to talk about this. And I was like, okay, like super down. And basically she like, we met up at Starbucks and she goes on this huge conversation with me about basically like, so like, since this is true, um, like, we don't know what we're going to do about your cabin sleeping arrangements. Like it's not okay. Um, like you're going to have to go to the bathroom to change all the time. If anyone else is changing, like you need to step out of the room. Um, basically just like stereotyping, like, oh, because I'm lesbian, like I'm going to be attracted to every single female ever. And like proceeded to tell me about a leader they previously had who ended up in a relationship with another leader. And like, they ended up sleeping together at like a camp, literally just like sleeping in the same bed. And it became a huge issue. And um, ended up like going to this camp because I had fundraised a lot of money for it. It was about $1,200. So I put a lot of work to fundraise that entire trip. Um, and like I got there and the camp was like, great, fine. Nothing really happened. She didn't sleep in the room with us. So I don't know if that's part of why it was different. We had other leaders that slept in there with us. Um, no one made any comments about it to me. And then the next, the following school year is when like they start talking about leading and that's when I really wanted to get into leadership. And basically they were like, okay, well, like if you want to be a leader, like this isn't who you are, like you're not gay. And so I had, I like, I was in this conflict with myself of like, okay, what do I do? Because like, I want to be a leader. And so I kind of just like went back in the closet, like kept everything very secret, took everything off my social media. Cause I was like, this is what I want. Like I want to be a part of Jesus. This community has helped me so much emotionally and mentally. And I just ended up having to like hide myself 
for that. And, and then when it came down to getting ready to join like the leadership classes and everything, I had signed up and basically like we were given contracts to say like, you will not support anyone in the LGBT community. You are not a part of it. Um, there were some rules like um, you couldn't drink at all. You couldn't smoke weed, which completely understandable. Um, but they were very much like, even if there's like a medical purpose for it, like it's not allowed. And um, basically just like reading that contract, like, like really set me back. And I was kind of like, I, I don't know if I can do this. And so I set up a meeting to talk one-on-one -on -one with like my leaders and stuff. And basically, um, during this conversation, she was like, well, I've already decided, like, I want you to lead um, Young Life Capernaum. And at that point, I really was, like, thrown back and completely thrown off. I just wasn't about it because Young Life Capernaum is for special needs. And I had volunteered with special needs on my own um, through a completely separate organization for, I think, about three or four years at this time. And everyone who ever like came into my life, like that's how they knew me. And they were like, you're going to work with special needs for the rest of your life. And I put this label on me and that's not what I wanted. Um, and personally going through all the struggles I went through in middle school and high school between like my mental illnesses, um, being like raped, kidnapped, all of these things, I wanted to like not be in the special needs criteria because I felt like that's not where my need was being called. And so it just kind of kept seeming like all of these rules and wants that young life wanted for me weren't aligning with who I was, who I wanted to be and where I wanted to go in life. And so ultimately at that point I was like, no, like I'm cutting back. And I ended up like finishing out young life. I still pretty much very much kept like in the closet. I wasn't talking to anyone about it. I felt very shamed by it. And, um, the church I was attending at the time too was very much on the same page as Young Life. They would talk about it and say, yes, like gay people are completely welcome here, but you're not allowed to leave. You're not allowed to be a part of the church and actually be involved and help people and be a member of it. And so I, for that group along with Young Life and then a little bit of backlash from my parents too, I just was like, oh my God, like I can't be gay. Like if I want to be loved in this society, I can't, I can't do this. I can't be like who I want to be. Um, and then I came to college and started going to the commons and the commons was like a super welcoming community. And I guess like when I first went there, I still had the idea, like the church was completely against who I was. Like it wasn't um, open, like no matter the church, it just wasn't open to me. And then I was doing young life in college too, but I never, I never enjoyed it the same kind of after I just like had to completely shut down who I was. Um, and so in that process too, like I felt like I lost trust with all of these adults and leaders who said like we're here for you we want to talk to you we love you unconditionally we're like we want to be a part of your life when you graduate and all of these things and then like I got to college and then they just weren't there they weren't there for me they all left and one of the leaders who I was most hurt by she actually got kicked out of leading young life because her and her boyfriend at the time 
um, had had, she had gotten pregnant. And basically the leader who I originally had the conversation with at the coffee shop was like, if you don't marry him right now, like you're kicked out of leadership. And to me, that was a whole other issue too, because they have this whole group of this young life for single moms. And so to me, it was kind of like, why, why are you shunning out a leader who is probably living out the truth more than anyone else here and is actually being open with us about who she is and like what's going on in her life. And you're completely taking her out of the picture because she doesn't fit this stigma idea of who you want her to be. And so I was just completely like shut down and hurt by young life that by my second semester of college, I was, I was pretty much just done with it. I was like, I don't want this anymore. Um, and then I ended up moving back to Phoenix for a little bit. I was attending the church that I was attending in high school still. So I still was like very much in the closet and then moved back up to NAU and Flagstaff and continued to go to the commons when I came back up here. And in that process, um, I wanted to become a middle school leader. So I definitely like, I hid all of these parts of me because I was like, if I tell them they're not going to accept me. And then I remember like, finally when the LGBT conversation came up at the commons and they became LGBT affirmed, it was like just the most giant lift off of my shoulders. I felt for once just loved, like completely unconditionally loved. I felt like I could actually have a very real relationship with Jesus now where I'm not feeling like shunned and guilty for the feelings that I do have. And in that process, I was able to kind of like figure myself out and really understand like, nope, like I, I am a lesbian. Like this is how I identify. This is who I am. I'm sick of conforming to all of these ideas that the church, my family, who was very strict Catholics taught me to be and who Young Life wanted me to be. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm at a church that completely loves me and accepts me and they want me exactly who I am and they want me to teach and inspire these kids despite like who I'm loving and so now I'm at this place of leading these middle school children and like living my best life that's awesome yeah I can't imagine what um that feels like to to feel like you can't be you and not be accepted and then to be in a place and find out that you're not, not just welcome. This was something you said you, you existed in these places where um, LGBTQ people uh, plus people are, are welcome, but they couldn't actually participate. Right. And so it's mm -hmm. like what it, it's really like a false welcoming. It's not, there's no real affirmation of who you are. It's like, you can show up and be here because like, we want you to change, not because we actually like affirm who you are as a person. Yeah. Um, so I imagine that was just so um, life giving for you to move into that space. And uh, I know here at FYC, we're super thankful for you and who you are. And, um, and so how does it feel now for you? Um, not only to be like, in a in a place that is fully affirming and welcoming of who you are um, and doesn't just like tolerate who you are, but celebrates who you are um, as a lesbian woman. How, how does it feel now to be on the other side of like getting to work with students and be in a place that um, gets to affirm them for who they are? Um, it's honestly amazing. Cause I remember when like all of this happened and I made the young life post that was like, 
the first time that I really like on social media was like, yeah, like this is who I am for everyone to see my family included. And that was a whole backlash too from my family, especially my mom. And I remember like getting a message from one of my middle school girls and she was like, this is so awesome. I'm so happy for you. Like, this is so cool. I support you. I love you. And like, it's really awesome too, because like I was able to have another girl who felt like confident enough to like, let me know about like, she's like, I think I might be into girls, you know? And so like, it's been really awesome to like, see that what I'm saying is like impacting these kids and that by me, like being lesbian, all of them love me the absolute same, if not more, like they don't shun me for it at all. They still confide in me with everything that they need to. And they're very open and trusting to me still. And they don't, they don't have any kind of resentment or like, well, I don't know, like, that's not exactly what the Bible says. And there's nothing like negative that I've ever heard at all, like from any of my students, um, from you, from Greta, like anyone in the church, like everyone has been completely affirming and it's so nice to know that like my church is my second family and like this youth group is my second family like I can go to anyone all the time about anything and it's like I fully know in confidence that I can just be open about who I am the feelings I'm having talking about whatever and I think another aspect too is like I'm completely comfortable to talk about like my mental illnesses which is another huge part that like young life and the church's prior like very much shunned down like they're like they don't exist like you just need to pray it away and it's like no they're very real and it's like I can text one of my mentors and just be like hey like this is how I'm feeling she's like cool I'm gonna pray for you do you want to come over and have lunch do you want to talk about it do you want to go for a hike you want to go do yoga you know and it's very much like they're adapting healthy coping skills into my life and willing to be there for me to help me move forward with no matter what is going on in my life that a lot of society that is very like in the strict Catholic kind of domination, very big church, Christian church domination, like what they're everything against is exactly like the opposite of here. And it's so like heartwarming to have that. Yeah, that's, you know, and I, I don't want anyone to feel like we're just like bashing young life um, because I'm sure people, I mean, and I'm sure you had some great experiences in your time oh, yeah, there no, that definitely. were formative like, for you. Young life but, definitely, it pulled me out of a spot I needed to be pulled out of in high school and it, it did help me at the time, but it also set me back at the time or I guess more in the future, it set me back, but I, I'm very grateful for Young Life. If it wasn't for Young Life, I probably would have ended up in a very dark crowd. Um, probably honestly wouldn't even be alive today. Like it definitely, it helped me so much with just being able to come out of my comfort zone, talk to people, do all these crazy and fun things. And I got to see some of the most beautiful places being a part of Young Life. And I greatly appreciated it and loved it. But I do think that there is this huge change that does need to occur because like there's been multiple leaders who have now come out during this movement too, like just apologizing to anyone that they've offended. And it's like really awesome to know that the leaders that are there now that are straight and like don't identify with any of what's going on want to make this change as well. And they want to do better. 
Right. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what a similar experience for me is just, um, I'm a cis hetero white male. Um, but you know, youth group and church and like an evangelical world, um, was so impactful in so many ways. Uh, but I still had baggage. Right. And that doesn't mean it can't do better. Those, those places that I was in. And that's, that's really, I think what do better young life is, um, was saying as someone who's an outsider who didn't know anything about young life until I came out here to Arizona. Um, it seems like these are people who have been deeply formed by young life, but who want to see it become something better, want to see it become what it, what it truly, uh, at least in, in theory says it aspires to be maybe. Um, and, you know, uh, I think, I think that's awesome. I think there's, I think it's awesome that so many people are speaking out and sharing their voice about it. And I'm, I'm so thankful for your story, Emily. And I'm so thankful that, um, you found uh, home and family at the commons. And, um, even though I'm not a part of the commons, um, uh, in a direct sense, um, this partnership we have between our churches and to be able to create, uh, uh, FYC and cultivate a space for, for teens to be fully affirmed is something that has been a dream of mine to be a part of. And so I'm so thankful that you get to be a part of that and, um, be fully affirmed in who you are, but also get to fully affirm other students. Um, that's to me that, that is like the, like the stuff that makes up the kingdom of God is when people feel affirmed and get the opportunity to be what they might not have had when they were teenagers. Um, for others. Um, that's the best part of youth ministry for me anyway, is getting to to do the things that I wish someone would have done for me, for them. And um, so I'm super, super thankful that you get to do that. Uh, and I know FYC is not perfect uh, by any means uh, of, the, uh, of the word, any stretch of the imagination, we're perfect. Um, and so that's something, you know, is like being better is a commitment. Um, it is a commitment. It is a commitment, I think, to continue to try to be better. Um, and so even here at FYC, we, we unashamedly say that we are fully affirming of LGBTQ uh, folks. Um, but there's still definitely blind spots, especially when your director is a cis hetero white dude like myself is there's blind <laughs> spots because I don't have those vantages and those perspectives, you know. Um, but I'm so glad that you're there on board helping us and everyone else that our whole team just working to create an inclusive environment. Um, and we can definitely do better. And that's, a, but that's a commitment, I think, you know, to take it day by day and learn and grow and see where we can improve and change, you know, how we do things. And so I'm really glad um, that we, we're get, FYC is a space for you to be able to be a part of that work and contribute in that way. Yeah, and I'm definitely beyond grateful for it and very appreciative of the way like churches are starting to head because obviously they're not all there yet by any means, but I think slowly but surely like they're moving towards that and I'm so happy that two churches have this same idea of just wanting to accept and love these people and we can come together and then just love on the kids. Just like how you said, like, I wish I would have had someone like that when I was younger. I wish someone would have sat down with me and told me, but I was loved no matter who I'm loving, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what is going on around my life, no matter what my home life is like, like I'm loved. And I think being able to be a part of that and like being able to see the difference I've already made in some of these children and just loving them 
it brings me so much joy and happiness and peace. And it definitely makes everything I went through in the process 1000% worth it to be able to relay that onto these children and just help them. Yeah, it's, you know, I think uh, for people who, who struggle with their sexual identity or, um, or, you know, how, how they perceive their gender gender to be. And I can't imagine growing up um, in those kind of mindsets, especially in a very strict kind of conservative world or, um, and I mean conservative in like a, a negative way here, but not, not to disparage like all of that, but you know, um, it's like the scriptures say we're made in the image of God. And I think any theology, any ministry that doesn't start at that place where every person that walks through the door, we are affirming they're fully made in the image of God and celebrated as who they are is bound to, to hurt people and bound to cause damage and baggage. And I hope that the students that get to be a part of FYC know that they, we see them as fully being made in the image of God, whether they be straight or gay or bisexual or non-binary or trans or, or whatever it is, you know, um, I hope that they know uh, if they can like, and like you said, th this is something that's really like everything. We have like a whole, like, you know, uh, shared theology and values and all this stuff for FYC, but it really comes down to this, uh, which you said, if these kids can come and be a part of our program and part of what we're doing and they can leave knowing that, um, that the most true thing about them is that they are loved unexplainably and incomprehensibly, then that's like, we we've done what we've, our goal, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, awesome, Emily. Uh, we're right at about a half an hour. So do you have any other things you would like to maybe share uh, before we call it quits today about your experience or you or Jesus or Young Life or FYC? I think like, I guess I want to leave it off. Like, don't completely write young life out of your life like if that's something that's great for you right now like enjoy it you know write it out if that's good for you that's super awesome and I'm glad you have that you know it's not I'm not anti-young life at all by any means I'm just anti their part of their belief system right now and I am hoping that there is this better change that comes along and it seems like a lot of people are realizing where this issue is lying and they're working to fix it. And it might take a couple years. It might take a couple months and like, there's no way for us to know, but I still think overall, like the organization is great. Like if it, if it wasn't for young life, I wouldn't have a relationship with Jesus by any means. I would have completely written the church off. And I think like another thing too, is like I mentioned how my parents gave me so much backlash about like my coming out and it's still kind of something I'm still dealing with. Um, just because like you grow up in a home life where your parents are telling you one thing like that doesn't define you that doesn't make you who you are like who you are are Jesus loves doesn't matter what you're doing what you believe what you're feeling like Jesus loves you 